What's up, everybody? I believe that a 3-and-D two-guard should be the biggest emphasis in next year's draft. And John Wall, to me, is the best wizard from any era. I'm going to convince you about that next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And tonight's episode is brought to you by Fans Duel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And tonight we are doing a mailbag episode. Uh, we asked for your questions and we definitely received a lot of good questions. So definitely appreciate you guys. So we're going to dive into the first one and this is on YouTube and this is at Desan685. And Desan asked, what's the biggest need next offseason draft wise, starting center or a guard? And that's a really good question, man. And, and it's kind of, you could, you can say both, right? Um, and let's, let's dissect it real quick. Um, looking at guard, you know, we, this all season, we kind of sit everything as far as two errors, kind of like BC and AD, right? Uh, before the deadline, after the deadline. Um, obviously, before the deadline, Tyus Jones is going to be the starting point guard. But after the deadline, depending on what moves they make, whether they trade, uh, you know, whether they trade Tyus Jones and DeLon Wright or one of the two, but I definitely believe that long term, Jordan Poole is going to be the starting point guard for the Washington Wizards. Because if you look at the fact that he took over, starting point guard duties for Stephen Curry while he was injured last year and did well. And he got a lot, a lot of respect by playing that position well. You know, Clay Thompson said, you know, Eagle Dollar said things. You know, he could play the position. And if you look at the fact that him and Kyle Kuzma are going to get a lot of leeway as far as shot attempts and what they can do offensive-wise, you know. So I definitely believe that Jordan Poole is the answer at point guard going forward. But, again, before the deadline ties is the guy. But with any scoring point guard or score first point guard you need a two guard who can defend and who who can also shoot and i definitely believe a 3d two guard is would be the perfect complement to kind of hide the, the defensive deficiencies of jordan Poole. with that backcourt you need a two guard who can defend and be able to you know with, with jordan Poole, his ability to drive the lane collapse defenses you need a two guards gonna be able to shoot you know all right the biggest I, I i don't know if you can really use this as an example because john wall was a good defender but if you look at John Wall and Bradley Bill, Bradley Bill, look, he, he early years, man, he sit back there and he was John Wall would dish the ball out and he was just knocking him down. So you definitely need a two guard that who can defend because again, Jordan Poole's not the best defender, but you need a guy who's gonna be able to shoot also. So I definitely believe that three and D two guard would be the emphasis. But looking at center, you know, we know what Gafford or Daniel Gafford can and can't do, right? Um, can we defend? Can we depend on him to play 25 plus minutes a night? Remains to be seen. You know, he's had his conditioning issues, he's had issues with foul trouble. You know, the season is going to tell us what we really have in Daniel Gafford. Now, he's trying to add, you know, new tools to his offensive tool bag, and he's trying to add a mid range jumper, which you know, we'll see. But 
can Gafford be the answer at center? We'll see. You know, so the, really to answer that question, you know, we got to let this season unfold because first they got to get rid of the expiring contracts, right? You know, Mike Muscala, Landry Shemet, you know, either Tyus Jones and DeLon Wright, both one of them. But you, you got to move off of these expiring deals to, to open up minutes for Johnny Davis, Bilal Koulibaly. Uh, you got to see what you got in Denny. You know, is he the answer at small forward? You know, there's a lot of questions that have the answers. But to me, Jordan Poole is definitely part of the future. And if you're going to have a backcourt with Jordan Poole being the point guard, you need a two guard who can defend and who can shoot the three. And preferably, you know, a two guard with some size. So to me, to answer your question, I'm definitely going after best player available at those two positions. But I think out of those two positions, I'm trying to get a two guard who can defend, who can shoot. So, yeah, that, that's what I would roll with, man. Um, But again, looking at center, it's just I think that you really got to look at the sample size of the season, man, because, again, can Daniel Gafford be that guy going forward? You know, his contract, you know, is team friendly, in my opinion. It's not a bad contract. But is he relegated to just being a backup? It, it, it's gonna be, it remains to be seen. Because Daniel Gafford has had his issues. Now, obviously, we know what he can do, right? Um, he is a law threat. He, you know, he is a paint defender. But I think that one year, Gafford, we got to see what we have. So to answer that question, I'm definitely rolling with a two guard who can defend, who can shoot from three. But again, you, you can kind of look at other positions too, right? Because I brought up, you know, the whole Denny Yavia. This is a career, this is a contract year for him. So, you know, does he take that step? You know, because look, next year you have, a couple of good forwards, you know, you got a uh, Holland, you know, Holland, you know, uh, it was Ron Holland. So, you know, you definitely got a lot of prospects in this draft because it's a very forward heavy draft. So we'll see. I mean, that's just really, really good question. But to me, I think your first emphasis, your first target has to be somebody, you know, a backcourt mate for Jordan Poole. Cause I don't think Ty is going to be here long-term. Um, is Kispert the answer to two guard? Bilal going forward remains to be seen, but there's you know there's a lot of things have to unfold to really get a clear picture of what the blueprint is of this roster and, and how they're going to configure it going forward. You know, because you best believe that you know Winger, Dawkins, and Schlink, you know, they're trying to find deals through the draft because again, Washington D.C. is not the marquee destination like New York, L.A., and a lot of cities like that. We are, and we're not a small market team per se because you know if you look at the D.M.V. area, this is. Not a small market, but, you know, we've always had issues trying to attract free agents. So the biggest thing is what? Building through the draft, you know, maybe taking on bad contracts, you know, finding diamonds in the rough. So, you know, we have, they're, they're going to have to be creative about constructing this roster going forward. But, again, if you look at Kyle Kuzman and uh, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, he's the type of player where, you know, once he unfolds, once he really – evolves his game in dc i believe that people are going to want to come to dc and play with him so i mean really good question but i think the emphasis has to be two guard and then two guard you need you need a, a shooting guard who can defend and shoot from three so we're going to look at what am who's my favorite wizards of any era we're going I'm, I'm going to convince you that it's john wall but before we do tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right, just a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in like right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and 
parlays. That's my go-to. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. And thank you for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We are going to look at the depth chart. And we right now, as we stand, we have 17 guys, but we need 15. So we're going to look at the players who, you know, the, the high chance of them being waived, and we're going to look at some trade candidates. So definitely tune in for that show. So this question comes from Alexander-SN1WU. And the question is, favorite Wizards of any era? And I... I'm an 80s baby, man. I'm, I was born in 85, so I don't remember West Sunset Sr. I don't remember Moses Malone. I don't remember those teams. Um, when Chris Webber and Juwan Howard in, were in town, I was a kid in middle school, man. So I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't really, I, you know, I'm, I watched them. I knew about them, but I wasn't, my fandom wasn't that big at that point. So the biggest areas for me is Gilbert Arenas and the John Wire. So the best kind of, to me, the best way to kind of answer this question it would be, I'm going to give you my, my my personal all time Wizards starting five. Okay, so so point guard, and this this is a tough one because obviously, look, we know it's between what Gilbert Arenas and John Wall. To me, I'm putting John Wall point. You know, this is the fact that he had wheels, man. He could push the pace. I mean, he was he drive the lane. I mean, he's just he could his passing ability was out of this world, and he was a good defensive player. You know, so me. I'm definitely putting John Wall at point guard. Uh, two guard, again, this is a hard one because you're looking at what? Bradley Bill or Gilbert Arenas. But to me, I'm rolling with Gilbert Arenas. And the reason I rode with him over Bradley Bill is because his ability to create his own shot. Now, Bradley Bill, look, you know, he went from a guy who was, was a catch-and-shoot guy early on in his career to a guy who started putting the ball on the court, you know, being a playmaker. And, you know, he evolved his game and it got him paid. But to me... Agent Zero was just money, man. He was just money. I mean, he's just, he score anywhere. You know, he's, he can drive, he can shoot. You know, he was hitting clutch shots. He's just dropping 40 pieces on the Lakers. I mean, this guy was just electrifying. So that would be my back, my backcourt. And that's and that's the hard part of the year that we drafted John Wall and Gilbert Arenas was still on the team because I don't know if you guys are like me, but you're always thinking in the back of your head, man, what could have been? You know, that backcourt could have been money, man. And, you know, if it wasn't for the injuries to Gilbert Arenas and obviously his legal troubles in D.C. with, with the, the, the whole gun thing. But, you know, it's definitely one of those Washington Wizards, what could have been, right? So looking at small forward, and this is a tough one, man. And, oh, and getting back to two guard and even point guard, Larry Hughes. He was another, another person that I really liked. But um, small forward, man, um, Ronald Cron Butler. I mean, he can defend, he can shoot, he was a dog. Big fan of Karam Butler. Uh, power forward is, I guess, it's between Antoine Jameson and Markeith Morris. And you can throw Nene in there. Man, good question. I'm going to roll with Antoine Jameson. Shout out to Providence High School, Charlotte, North Carolina, man. Look, Antoine Jameson was money. You know, he's definitely going to be my four. And slide into the last position, center. And that's tough, man, because... And he only played here for a year and a half, but I got to roll with Christophe Zingas. If you look at his offensive repertoire, have we ever had a center who who could score like KP? I don't think so. I mean, let's go through. I mean, Gortat, you know, John Wall famously said that he had to be spoon-fed, which, you know, maybe that's a little unfair to a certain degree. But um, Okafor, Brendan Hayward, 
I mean, KP to me is the guy, you know, and, and it's really, you know, he was only here a year and a half, but, you know, <laughs> I'll have to roll KP. So, yeah, that would be my Wizards all-time starting five. Um, definitely let me know below in your comments. Let me know what is your Wizards all-time starting five. Like I said, I know a lot of people might have what Sun Seld in there, um, Jawan Howard. To me, I can't judge because I wasn't really – my fandom wasn't up at those points. And, I, and again, when the Wizards – or the Bullets, rather – when they're uh, their only championship, I was I wasn't even a dream at that point, so I wasn't even born. So I got to roll with the eras that I'm familiar with, and that would be the Gilbert Arenas and John Wall era. But definitely a good question. And again, um, leading up to training camp, uh, we still in the dog days of the all season, so we're gonna try to do you know one or two mailbag episodes per week, uh, just to break the monotony. But we're definitely gonna start looking at the Dove chart and a lot of other things. So, but please send us your best questions, and we're definitely gonna answer. In, and chop it up with you guys. And again, training camp is coming up. Beginning of October is training camp and preseason. And obviously, at the end of October is the beginning of the new regular season. So again, appreciate you guys, man. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight. Definitely appreciate the questions and everything, man. We appreciate y'all, man. And so definitely, we were excited uh, for this new season, man. So definitely, definitely rock with us this new season. So. Anywhere you get your podcast, five-star review is much appreciated. Like, subscribe, and hit the notification button when our episodes drop because we are going back to daily every day of the week, so definitely hit that notification button. So, again, oh, and you probably wonder, why am I wearing that beautiful shirt and that beautiful shade of burgundy? Well, the Washington Commanders are 2-0, beating the Denver Broncos today, and it got close. For all you Commander fans who watched the game, that Hail Mary almost gave me a heart attack, I'm trying to tell you. But the Commanders are 2-0 for the first time since 2011. New ownership, new era, new attitude. So definitely, definitely hail to the Commanders and hail to the Wizards. So definitely appreciate y'all. Everybody, have a good night and peace.